This is the Direct Booking Success Podcast, bringing you the information you need to increase your direct bookings. I'm your host, Jen Boyles. As an owner and manager myself, I know how hard it can be to navigate the short-term rental industry. I'm here to help so you too can have direct booking success. Hello and welcome to the Direct Booking Success Podcast. If you've been listening to the podcast the last little while, you might have heard me asking for owners and managers to come forward if there's one thing that they've done in their business that has made a difference to their bookings. I'm excited to be bringing you the first episode of this series. And if after listening to this episode, you think that you have done something you'd like to share, I'll give you those details on how you can do that at the end of this episode. So let's get to my guest. Today, I am speaking with Sarah Sokol of Little Dog, Little White Dog Properties. I almost forgot that. Little White Dog Properties. Thank you, Sarah, for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Jen. I'm very excited to be here today. I'm so excited too. So let's start with, maybe you can tell us a bit about who you are and where you are and what's going on. Sure. So as you said, I'm Sarah Sokol. I live in Bath, Maine, which is a small town on the coast of Maine. And I own Little White Dog Properties. I have one property and it is in Georgetown, Maine, which is about 20 minutes away, a coastal island off of just off of Bath. Um, So I have one property that's, like I said, a waterfront property. We are going into our third season. Being in Maine, we don't do a whole lot in the winter. So I think of my seasons as kind of being more summertime, but I'm growing into my third season this summer. And uh, we are lucky enough that the last two years, so after our first full season, we were voted best pet-friendly lodging in the state of Maine. One of the local newspapers does annual like polling of where, the, where readers vote for the best pet-friendly all sorts of different categories, but lodging is one of them. And so we were lucky enough to win that. And so I think that that has boosted my my desire and my drive to be a super pet-friendly and not even pet-friendly, but pet-welcoming and dog-welcoming vacation rental here. Oh, I didn't know that. So this was the first, after the first season, you got this award. Yeah, and I, well, I, yes. But I will tell you this, that I, in my quote unquote, real day job. I am a dog trainer and I have one best trainer in the state of Maine for the past eight years. So I think a lot. (laughs) So So it was fixed. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) I think, yeah, I think a lot of my voters, I mean, listen, I was very open about starting this, this property business or this property management company and with my dog training clients, which paid in dividends because They've supported me and and have helped me have as much success as I have as, as well. But yeah, I do believe that they did quite a bit of voting for me in that department as well. But, you know, I'm certainly grateful. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Especially, yeah, I can see that being as a big pat on the back, right? That you're doing something well. And especially after the first season where you can get a bit like, oh, you know, is this really it? Yeah, I I didn't I, you know I I I didn't I figured I'd get a couple of votes but I didn't anticipate winning and that was and that was it was huge and it meant a lot to me that they that they took the time to do that and it certainly speaks volumes to I use that for marketing like crazy you know mm-hmm. um, I have that listed that we're be- voted best pet friendly lodging in the state. 
Yeah. Oh, I think that's really great. Yeah. (laughs) So let's move into the one thing that you've done that has really, you know, boosted your business, changed things for you. And I think probably if you're listening, you can probably guess what that might be, but maybe you can tell us a bit more what you've gone all in on. Yeah. So, so yeah, the first season we were open, I obviously being a dog person, I wanted to allow dogs and I did. And, and this was, you know, getting into this, this business was all new to me. And I certainly listened to all the podcasts and went into all of the Facebook groups and tried to learn as much as possible. And one thing that I kept seeing before when I was setting my rates and all of these things was you charge a pet fee, right? So I thought, well, I'm going to have dogs. Okay. I'll charge my pet fee because that's what everybody says you do. You charge your pet fee. So that first season I, I allowed, allowed dogs and I, there was a pet fee associated with those dogs and I had a two dog limit. And then I decided at the end of that season, we, you know, we had a, a great first season and, and, and our dog guests were wonderful. We didn't have any problems with any of the dog guests, but when we won the best pet-friendly lodging in the state, I thought, you know, this is an opportunity for me to really niche down. And instead of just being a great coastal vacation rental property, I want to be a great pet-friendly dogs welcome property. Like, that's what I want my niche to be. So I decided when we won that, that it was time to change things up. I dealt my pet fees, so there's I'm not charging any pet fees anymore. I bumped up my number of dogs that I am allowing in the property to four if I'm at my max capacity of humans. I mean, there's only so much space in, in the house <laughs> and 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 unlimited if you have less people. And so I really decided to embrace embrace that niche and decide that, that those are the guests that I wanted. I think when you're going into a new business, it's scary and you just want to take whatever you can grab. But I realized pretty quickly that that being very specific with who I wanted in my property. And those were generally families with dogs. Those were the people that I wanted in my property. And being a dog trainer, I know what people who who have dogs want and like, and I know what those dogs need in order to feel comfortable and safe. And so it was very easy for me to be able to provide those things for them. So in addition to the, the you know, dropping the pet fees, I just started adding a bunch of amenities mm-hmm. for the dogs and the property. So I'm, I've am i put bowls and there's poo bags and there's blankets to cover the furniture with. And that obviously helps myself and my cleaners out as well. I have dog beds and they get washed after every guest. And I have agility equipment in the yard and I have a dog welcome baggie that they get. So they're treated, for me, they're treated no different than than my human guests are treated. It's almost like the dogs come first. You know, you're, you've got this place for the dogs to come and they can bring their humans to pay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I try to walk that line, right? So I don't want to just seem like I'm really not interested in the people coming and really just the dogs. But yeah, I try to walk that line to make sure that they realize the dogs are welcome. But I do want them there too. <laughs> and so how have you worked that in with your marketing? What have you seen? You said, because something that I found interesting, what you just said is you figured out who you wanted to stay. And I know that a lot of owners and managers will have resistance in figuring out who that ideal guest is because they think, oh, well, then nobody else. It's like I'm turning down other bookings, which really isn't the case. You know, anybody who resonates with that message can still stay. I'm sure you have people who don't have dogs, but still come. Yes, I do. I, I, there are a few, I do have guests that, that do not have dogs. 
and I have guests who well, I'm, I'm mostly a drive to destination, but I do have some guests who will fly and they'll have dogs that don't come because they have flown and they've left them at home. And they, you know, they've all said to me after they've checked out, you know, I was a little concerned having, you know, booking a pet friendly property with me not having a dog or not having our dog. Was it going to be clean? Was it going to smell like dogs? You know, and they were like, oh, we were so pleasantly surprised that it wasn't. You know, we didn't find one dog hair during during our stay. Yeah, like I said, it, I think it's scary. I think it's scary to 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 narrow it down and say this is what I want. But, you know, here's the deal there. You know, in, I'm obviously in, I'm in the U.S. and 40 percent of households in the U.S. have dogs. So like, that's a huge amount of of people who are traveling that have their dogs and who want to travel with them, especially after the pandemic. So many people were home for so much time with their dogs. The thought of then leaving them when they started to travel um, was it was it, unheard of. They didn't want to do that. And so I think a lot of people won't travel if they're not if they're not taking their dogs with them. And again, I think my my job as a dog trainer gave me enough confidence to know that this isn't narrowing it down all that narrow. I mean, there are, you know, there are a lot of people that have, that have pets and, and have, and are traveling with them. So I think, I think my, my day job is what helped me feel confident in that. But I will tell you, I posted in a local vacation rental group here in Maine, you know, just advertising the property and I had a woman comment, you know, it was just I was highlighting all of the amenities and I included the dog amenities as well. And I had a woman comment that the dog amenities didn't make her want to book. And mm. I thought that's OK. Like, yeah, I obviously didn't you know, I didn't respond to her comment or anything. It was a little malicious, but but I thought to myself, that's OK. Like, you're not the guest I want there. You know, I want the guest who reads this and who goes, oh, wow, this is great. My family can have all of these 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 fantastic amenities and my dog gets to do all of these wonderful things, too. So that those are the people that I want. And I'm and I'm not I'm not afraid to let the others go that are a little bit yeah. unsure or, or aren't interested because I welcome dogs. Yeah. And it is it is a fear, isn't it? Without you know, when you don't pick a niche or you don't go all in on something. Sometimes, you know, there's other factors, of course, but. There can be that fear of oh, who, you know, who is going to book. But then you also have to think of the flip side at the end of the holiday when people or the vacation, when people are leaving reviews, you want that person to have had the best time mm -hmm. and they have to be that perfect fit for them to have such a great time to give the best review they can to then tell other people about it. If the play, if it was just so, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and honestly, dog people are passionate people like they, you know, if they have a positive experience on vacation with their dogs, they're going to tell other people who have dogs that they had this experience. You know, part of the reason why I did so well in my first year open is that because when I when I bought the property and I started marketing it, I shared it on my on my I have a very large social media media following on my dog Facebook, not so much Instagram, but Facebook page. Um, and I shared it there and they shared it like crazy. And because of that, my first year, I had 50 percent direct bookings, 50 percent wow. in my first year, just because my dog people who are my dog training people shared 
shared this property with other dog people. And I'm still, I mean, just from that alone, I'm still getting clients who have stayed at my property who are local and they just wanted to get away even though they live here. And I have clients whose friends and family came from out of town to stay there because they know that it is a place where not only can they enjoy themselves, but their dogs are welcome and can have a wonderful time. Yeah. And there's nothing like like a personal reference, you know, it's like, I know Sarah, she's this place is going to be great, you know, go and stay or I've stayed there. You're going to love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those are the clients I want. Yeah. (laughs) Those Yeah. those Those are the guests that I want. Yeah. So Sarah, tell me what you're doing in your marketing. What are you doing to get that dog friendly message across? Absolutely. Yeah. So I, when I decided that it was time to like go all in with the, with welcoming dogs, I've always loved marketing through Facebook and I started looking on Facebook for groups. So, you know, obviously I'm a member of a couple of local, you know, New England and Maine vacation rental groups. I like to market my property, but I I thought, well, there's got to be a dog friendly one out there, right? I just need to find the dog friendly groups and start travel groups and start posting in there. And there were none. There were none. There were a lot in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, but, mm-hmm. but in, in North America and United States, I, there was nothing, there was not one group that was focusing on pet friendly vacation rentals. So I started one. And once again, I, I use my connections in the dog community that I have. So I started this, this Facebook group called dogs welcome. And I wanted to get word out about it as fast as possible because I, I knew that it wasn't going to work super well if there weren't a lot of travelers and there weren't a lot of hosts in that group. So I decided I, I am friends as much as you can be friends with people on Facebook you've never actually met. But with, mm-hmm. the, with the gentleman who runs the canine enrichment group, who has, they have over 500,000 members, I think. It's a massive group. And I asked him if I could post this new Dogs Welcome group in his group so that I could build some some members. And he he of course said yes. And so after I started the group, once I post in that canine enrichment group, I gained 1500 members in 24 hours. Wow. It was wild. It was wild. It was just like a constant, like it was the craziest 24 hours. And again, those were all travelers. And then I started building more and more hosts into the group. And as of now, the group is about a a year old and it is, we're just a little over 5,000 members. I don't know. I don't. There's not a way that I have found in Facebook groups to be able to determine who's a traveler and who's a who's a host. There are more travelers than hosts, so it's a virtual jackpot of travelers mm-hmm. with that want to travel with their dogs. And I will also say cats as well. I've got a couple people people in there want to travel with their cats and a bird or two. I think yeah. So the group helps connect pet-friendly vacation rentals with travelers who are traveling with their animals. And it's an opportunity for travelers to post an ISO within the group saying, I'm going this location and I'm looking for this. And then also an opportunity for hosts to advertise and post their property in the group. So I do a lot of advertising and posting my own property within that group. I've gotten quite a number of bookings. As I have a lot of the other hosts in the group, I always get messages they get so excited when they get a book. Like, Sarah, you got a booking through your group. And I had someone the other day tell me they got their very first direct booking from a group member, which made me really, really happy. So that's Brilliant. that's that's really yeah. great. Yeah, it makes me really happy. Plus, it makes me happy that these people with dogs are having a place where they can 
you know, that they can go and travel with them that they may not have found if it weren't for the group. So yeah, so the bulk of, I do a lot of marketing in there, but then when I'm marketing outside of of the group, I, again, I'm really gearing it towards towards making sure that I'm I'm pointing out the dog amenities as well as the human amenities. Because as, as I said, and you know, I don't want the people there necessarily that aren't dog people. I mean, if they want a book, that's totally fine. But really, I'm trying to really push towards uh, towards people with who are traveling with their dogs. And in my market, it's generally families who are traveling with their dogs. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that you mentioned other types of pets as well, because I was going to ask you about, because we, I have a cat. When I was living in Europe, this cat's been to 11 countries. Wow. Now now we're talking Europe. So, you know, you can drive. When When we lived in sort of mainland Europe, the cat would go traveling with us. And it was very odd sometimes asking, you know, it's a dog friendly or pet friendly family or uh, property, but we have a cat. Is that okay? You know, and, and most people, you know, I guess all people said yes. And one trip that we were on in Austria, we actually met someone else who was traveling with their cat. So mm-hmm. we didn't feel so weird to be traveling yeah. with this cat, but she used to go all over the place. So it's nice to hear that there's other crazy people out there with their cats. And did you say a bird too? I Yeah. And actually I inadvertently hosted a bird. I didn't know they were bringing a bird until after they left. And the only reason it's not like <laughs> they didn't ask me, but I would have said, yes, it's not like I, they, they didn't leave a mess, but there was a big thing of, of like pet bird seed and that was like set on top of the trash bin, like empty container. That was the only reason I knew they had brought a bird, but but yes, birds. I don't think anybody. I don't think that anybody's mentioned anything other than like average. No one's just talked about a lizard or. Although yeah. you know, I would imagine that those pets wouldn't be terribly difficult, right? They're probably in a cage. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, they might not be that bad. Well, there you go. There's a new stream for yeah. you to get into the reptiles. <laughs> Reptile friendly <laughs> vacation rentals. I don't. I don't know if that's a, that's a very very narrow niche for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Maybe keep it more to to pets, dogs. Yes. Yeah. Right. So so this Facebook group has been a real turning point, hasn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. And and it and it one of the things when it first started last spring that kept coming up from all of the the members, especially the travelers, was that you know when they would search for properties on Airbnb or Verbo or there's another site that's somewhat popular called Bring Fido, which really all Bring Fido does is it pulls Verbo and Airbnb listings who are listed as pet friendly and puts them on their site. So, um, but with all of those websites, there was no way for them to to use any sort of filters to kind of look for very specific criteria for properties. So, for example, you know, travelers who have giant breed dogs who are maybe over a hundred pounds. Or travelers who have multiple dogs. Yeah. Or travelers. It would be such a difference, wouldn't it? Yes. If and they it's brought, you know, a couple of little chihuahuas versus a great Dane. Absolutely. Yeah. And then there's breeds too that are on the quote unquote dangerous dog breed list that some insurance companies don't cover. And so, you know, some properties will have restrictions on breeds as well. And and that's time consuming because you have to contact each host because but Airbnb and Verbo. I mean, obviously, if you're booking direct, probably, hopefully, a host is having that information in their website. But but the channels aren't they're not they're not providing that. So you've got to mm-hmm. contact each and every host and ask, "Can I bring my 150 pound dog? I have six. Is that okay? <laughs> you know, I have a bird. I have a lizard. Whatever." So so I decided 
that and there was a lot of people saying that they would love, you know, properties that have fenced in yards. That was a big thing that came out of the group. So I decided it was time to make a website, a dog's welcome website. And so I created a dog's welcome. This is a listing website only where there are filters that travelers can use to find that property that they are looking for. So the filters that they can, I mean, there's a two bedroom, you know, there's bedrooms and there's bathrooms and sleeps up to filters. But the primary filters are, you know, allowing two plus dogs. Dogs are allowed on furniture in this property, fenced in yards, no pet fees, no breed restrictions, no size restrictions. I actually do have other animals allowed as a filter in there. Um, Yeah. Handicap, not hand. What do I have it listed as? I think I have like limited access. I don't remember exactly how it's listed, but a property with no stairs for like if you had an aging dog who was yes. really having a difficulty with stairs. So I have all those filters on the website so that as a traveler, you can actually find a two bedroom, one bath house that sleeps four with a fenced in yard that allows over two dogs and one might be a giant breed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, and it's been and it's and it's been extraordinarily popular and very useful. So it, it complements the group. So yes, people are still posting ISOs and and tra- hosts are still marketing their properties within the group. But there's also this resource that they can go to on the website and they can look for something that fits their needs. It just sounds amazing that you've taken this. You've not just gone one step. Now you've gone two steps further with it, and you've gone so into this. And it's, um, you've opened it up. It's Canada and the States. Is that correct yep. so far? Yep. So yeah, North America and Canada so far. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was I saying to you, yeah, I was saying to you before that if you opened it up to England, it would just be huge because I know. Yeah. The pandemic, especially, you know, there are dogs everywhere. Yes. I know. Um, I, and, yeah. you know, we take dogs to the pubs here and, you know, in Europe, you can take dogs to restaurants and, and you know, shame us with your dog friendliness there. Yes. You put us to shame, man. We don't we don't hold a candle to you guys. <laughs> well, I remember visiting a friend in New York and she had a dog and she couldn't go into Starbucks. There are other coffee places available, of yeah. course, but she couldn't go in with her dog to get a cup of coffee. Yeah. So she took advantage of me being there. I held the dog while she went in and got coffees and that. But, you know, you wouldn't think twice here in England wow. of taking your dog in, getting your coffee and and going off. I don't know what the legalities are around that, but yeah, I just, yeah. I don't think you can take your dog to a grocery store. You might be in trouble there. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Too much food, too much food there. That's it. (laughs) So tell us a bit more about this listing site and how it's going. Sure. So, so it is free for hosts to list. There's a form on the website. The website is dogs-welcome.net. I'm sure you can put that in the show notes for me. So it's free to list. Just fill out the form on the, on the dogs welcome website and I get the information for the filters to, to go up on the website. You as a host, you get to choose what link you give me to drive those travelers to. So I think what I really like about the site is that it's an opportunity for hosts to provide a direct booking link. So if you have and are doing direct bookings, then give me that link so that I can help drive you some direct bookings instead of giving me an Airbnb or Verbo link. But you will take those if they don't. Oh, abs- have website. absolutely. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And I want. I also want to make sure that I, I'm telling you that that. Anybody who takes a dog or a cat is welcome in the group and is welcome on the website. So there's 
The only criteria is that you allow a dog or some form of animal on your property. So if you only let one dog who's under 25 pounds and you charge a pet fee for that dog, that's fine. You are still welcome to join the group and you're still welcome to to post or to list on on the website. They might be the perfect place for someone that's looking for that so that holiday absolutely. vacation. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, and there's some properties that aren't like a lot of condos specifically have restrictions as to you know, how many dogs and the size. And so it's not necessarily the host that's putting these limitations. It could just be the property or the size of the property or whatnot. So so I want to be clear that that is, you know, it's welcome for to anybody who allows any form of animal, even if it's just a bird, you put, you put you in the other animals welcome filter on the website. Yeah. But I also have, so it's free to list. And I, but I also have decided to start a certified properties program, a dog's welcome certified properties program. And that there is a fee for that. And it's, uh, I think very affordable. It's $99 for a year. And what that, so what certified hosts are stating, I'm trying to create like a standardization of what being a dog's welcome property looks like. And that was the idea with the certification program is to try to create a standardization. And so pretty easy stuff, but it, the, for to qualify for a, a certified property, you have to not charge a pet fee because that's huge to me. I really think that part of welcoming dogs is not charging a pet fee. I think that A, we need to be reducing those fees anyhow, but B, like that doesn't give these travel travelers who are traveling with their dog a sense that you want your dog there when you're mm-hmm. charging them a fee. And listen, I charge the fees. I I totally get it. I know we think we're supposed to. I've also found and I've spoken with other hosts who don't charge fees and that people tend to take better care of your property when they're not charging a fee. Not that the people are intentionally trashing, you know, your property because you're charging them a fee. But they feel so taken care of and so like privileged that, oh, wow, this is so good to get to bring my dog. And my dog just gets to be part of this. It's not it's not this thing I have to tag on. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a mindset, isn't there? Of Oh, well, I'm paying for it. I don't if she goes on if the dog goes on the sofa or the couch, it's no big deal because I'm paying for the cleaning, the extra cleaning. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I will tell you, you know, I recently had to spend an afternoon in a hotel in Boston and I had to bring my dogs with me and. And they charged me a pet fee. And in my first gut reaction when they said that was, well, I'll let the dogs get up on the sofa without putting a blanket down. And it was just like it was just an instinct. And I thought, well, no, I'm not going to actually do that. But I was like a little ticked off that they were going to charge me a pet fee. And Mm -hmm. it was my gut reaction was that, well, okay, fine. Then I'm not going to put the blanket down before my dog gets up on the sofa. I did. But but that was and that's me who works in this industry and who yeah. You know, so so that's that's human. It's a human reaction. And, you know, the other thing is, we know, we're not charging fees for kids or grandma. Like, can you imagine if there was like a child fee or a grandma fee, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) I look at (laughs) the outrage. I don't even know what to say to that. (laughs) The outrage. Can you imagine the outrage? I mean, it's 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 ridiculous if someone were to charge that, you know, I look at look at welcoming dogs to my property the same way I look at any other amenity that I offer my guests. So whether that is my grill, whether that is my kayaks, whether that is the air conditioner that I have in there, it is part of the experience of staying with me. I'm not charging you extra for that because a lot of times with pet fees, people will push back and say, well, oh, you know, my cleaners are going to charge me more or, you know, there's going to be more wear and tear or I have to buy more supplies or whatever it is. Build that into your rate. Yes. Yeah. Build Build it it in. 
and make that part of the experience. You know, I that to me, that's just it, it's just no different. Welcoming dogs is no different than having kayaks that I've built into my rate, that I've hung up grill that's built in my rate. It's just one more thing that it's part of my experience. And you know what? If you don't have dogs, that's you, you don't you know, if you think the rates are too high, then don't book. But I also am sure of guests who don't use the kayak kayaks and they've paid for them. And I'm sure they have guests that don't use the grill and they've paid for it. You know, so I so I, I think that we need to get out of this mindset that we've got to be charging for these dogs. Now, mm-hmm. one of the one of the things with the with the, the certified properties and the no pet fees is I do. You can still become certified if you charge a refundable deposit. So right. if you're charging like a deposit, a, you know, a pet cleaning deposit or whatever you want to call it. That well, I will still fly. That will still fly for to become certified because again, that's something that I I think most people are going to take very good care of that and get that that refunded. Mm-hmm. But the idea is just that they're not charging a fee in order for the dogs to even show up. So that that's the first item for the certified properties. The other thing that I ask for certified properties to provide are covers for the furniture so that the dogs can get up on the furniture. I have for me. Welcoming dogs is about making it easy for guests to have their dogs there and also making it easy for them to keep the property clean and making it easy for my cleaners to clean up after there's been a dog in the house. So I think doing something simple like providing blankets for them to put on the sofa is easy. Or the other the other thing that's for the certification is that they have leather furniture that that will do if you don't want to provide blankets for your leather furniture. That's that's totally fine. But they do need to provide covers for guests. And I'll tell you, I've been providing covers this whole time and people always use them. Mm -hmm. Well, I had one guest who didn't, but they also destroyed a million other things. I mean, it was a bad guest is a bad guest. Yes. I was going to ask you if you had any horror stories because we've got two we've got two issues here. We've got you going all in on this niche which has been amazing for your your bookings and your marketing. Yeah. But then on the other the other side it's what that niche is, which is dog friendly. And I know some people are just like I don't want to have dogs, which is fine. There's right. no one out right. there saying you have to take dogs. You know, Sarah's selling her story about why she's taken dogs and why she's gone all in on it and how doing that one thing has affected her whole business. Not to say everyone else has to copy this. You know, but I do want to ask you if you've had any horror stories with dogs or with the human companions yeah. that they bring along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I, I I have had two, knock on wood, two horrible, I don't know, even be a horrible, but two bad guests. And they weren't even, one wasn't even a bad guest. It was just a bad situation where there someone did pee the bed. And that was, pers- it was a human. There was a human <laughs> left here and it was not a dog. It was a human, you know? So I did have that. I'd, I'd replace, I had mattress covers in a, in a encasement and I guess it had been left on there and it soaked through. Anyhow, so that was, there's, I, there's a human that did that. And then, as I said, yeah, I did have, I did have some guests last summer who did not put covers on the couch did not pick one pile of poo up in the yard. My poor gardener had a lot of work that he had to do mm. while he was there. But they broke my screen door. They they trashed my grill. They almost destroyed my cooktop. They exploded butter in the microwave. They broke one of my curtain rods. Like, like, like the dog yeah. piece the dog of it was not, yeah. <laughs> it was the problem with the people, you know, like that they just happened to have dogs. Like they did a ton of other things that they, that they, that caused my cleaning crew a whole lot of problems. It wasn't just the dog. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So again, knock on wood so far. And I, you know, I, I attribute that to, 
to me, providing things that, again, makes it easier for them to keep the property clean. And, you know, I give them poop bags to pick up the poo and there's a dumpster, you know, a little poo bag dispenser thing and, and, and trash bin easy right there in the yard. Like, so I think that, and I get, and I know there'll be more, I'm sure that things are, stuff's going to happen. It happens regardless as to whether or not you're taking dogs, it does happen. But I think that, I think that providing them and I provide them a vacuum and, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. tell them they have to use it, but it's there, you know? So, so I think, I think providing them with the tools to so make good choices, so to speak, or to help yeah. make that cleanup easier. I think and whatever niche that would be, you know, yeah. if you went into a, a baby niche, maybe yeah. you really wanted to attract your property was perfect for those with newborns, you, you know, and maybe not newborns, but little babies, you know, yeah. um, and maybe all the amenities you do are around that. You yeah. know, it it doesn't have to be the specific niche. It's just one of the many things that you could do by going all in on some something. Yeah. Yes. Ab- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Think about like bachelorette parties. Like I'm sure there's a lot of glitter going on there. Yes. No. You know, um, like so, not so a, a vacuum there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have had there, somebody had they call them hen parties over in England here and somebody had one at our place. And I swear that glitter is still stuck. And confetti is still stuck in the vacuum and you still see the odd piece and you just, er, you know, worse than dog hair, a worse, way worse. No, the dog, we're, we're dog friendly and we're a boat. Yeah. And you should see, it's really quite funny to see dogs. who's the first time on a boat, you know, yeah. cause they're not quite sure what to do. And why is it? Moving? I bet. I um, bet. But I get people asking, you know, saying we have two dogs. Can we bring them, you know, and they're, uh, you know, Labradors or, or whatever. And I say, yeah, sure. If you want to be on a boat with your two medium large dogs, fine with me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's fine with me if they're not going to fall in, you know, or anything like right. that. <laughs> you have to take responsibility for them. But yeah, bring them. They're part of your family. The yeah, same absolutely. with the baby. Bring it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. I, but, I, you know, I, and I also have, so in addition to like the cleaning stuff, like I also have my sofas I have in the house, they have slip covers and I have, mm. I have alternative slip covers. So if my, I told my cleaners, if you go in there and whatever, you have one of these, these breeds that, you know, those short sheds. prickly hair and yeah. it's shedding like crazy and they put the blankets on, but it was still some got under. I was like, don't waste your time vacuuming, switch out that cover, bring it out. out we'll get yeah. it washed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I, I just try to have all these things in place so that it's, so that it, it's it easy works. for the guests and, yeah. it, and it, and it's easy for my cleaners because it's going to, because yeah, hair is going to get places. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I have a good vacuum and I've yeah. got these, you know, there, there's, there's things in place just like there is with anything to help make that as easy as possible. Yeah. So and say, that, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, say if your niche was going to be cyclists, mm. you know, and maybe you have some pumps there for tires or you have yeah. a, oh, somebody, one of my clients once had, they were going to go in with sort of a cycling niche and they were sort of canvassing all the cyclists that they knew. And people were saying that their bikes were so much that they wanted to be able to bring them inside the cottage. Wow. Because they couldn't leave them in the car, you know, and she was, up, she was thinking, now, what can I do? I want to, we're on like this beautiful cycling path. This would be a perfect place for people to stop for a day or two, you know, before they continue on or they do day trips from here. What can I do? And she ended up building a, a shed, a lockable, mm. secure shed for people to put their bikes. Because she's like, I get it that they're expensive. 
I don't yeah. really want them in the hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's so smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so smart. Yeah. And and that's it. Yeah. It's what I, it's that's exactly it. It's making it easy for, for that ideal guest. It's making it easy for them to have and, what they want. Yeah. And the other thing it makes it easy is that your marketing seems to just make more sense, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Because you're not going, okay, I'm going to talk about this today and that tomorrow and this the next day. You know, your whole message is, hey, we're dog welcome, you know? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, and it makes it easy for the guests to find you too. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's no one else doing that and that and and their dogs are important to them, you know, then then it makes, then then the choice to book with you is easy. Yes, and that's what we want, you know, especially for direct. We want them to find us, come on our website and book. We just want to make it easy as we can. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Right. Well, yeah. I have absolutely loved this conversation. <laughs> and I hope, I hope those listening have as well. Now, I want to know your answer to this very special question that I like to yes. ask everyone. Yep. What does direct booking success mean to you? So I think for me, it's the opportunity and the privilege to provide my guests with the experience that I want to give them from before they've even booked to after they've checked out and passed that until their next stay or the next email they get from me. So being able to control, maybe that sounds sounds bad, but being able to control every aspect of that guest stay and provide them with the experience that I want, that's what that is for me. That's what direct booking success is for me. No, I think that's a fine word, control, because you're in control. That's what, it's your business. You know, it's your life, it's you, it's your rules. You know, that control, I think, is very important. Yes. And and, and the ability to be able to communicate the way that I want to communicate with them. mm -hmm. Yeah. Without having to go through a third party where everything's redacted and you can't say anything. And no, my goodness. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, tell us where can people connect with you? I'll add them into the show notes as well. The Facebook group, the listing site. Tell them to us one more time. Yep. So my p- personal business is Little White Dog Properties. It's hello at littlewhitedogproperties.com. That's a big one, long one. Sorry about that. For the Dogs Welcome, the, the Facebook group is Dogs Welcome. There is also a corresponding Facebook page for that group as well that's called Dogs Welcome. The Facebook page is more geared towards promoting the website and the certified properties get some free advertising and stuff on that page. But the the website is dogs-welcome.net and my email there is hello at dogs. I'm sorry, dogs-welcome.net. Right. Okay. Well, I'll put those into the show notes. Okay. And the listing site is North America, so US and Canada. Yes. The Facebook group is that is the yes. same? Okay. Yes, it is the same. I did have someone try to post a UK property the other day, the other day. I think I'm thinking about possibly opening it up to other places. Okay. So watch this space and we'll see yes. we'll see what we can do to get the rest of the world on there too because <laughs> you know, I know people that travel and you know, know, most of us would would it's driving with your pet, isn't it? Yeah. But some yeah. people will take them oh, on yeah. flights. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. I just, I, I have to, <laughs> I feel like I've niched the group to just being North America, yeah. you know? So I have to, I have to think about whether or not, cause I, I know it, that will open up a lot more. So, yeah. so it would but be stay, yeah, stay tuned. 
But yes. I, my, my cousin flies from Vancouver to Nova Scotia. And if anybody knows Canada, it's West Coast to the Far East Coast. Mm. And she does that a few times a year with her little chihuahua. Wow. She goes everywhere with her, you know. Wow. And just travels all over the place. So, yeah. 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 Brilliant. Well, thank you, Sarah, so much for coming on. I've learned a lot and it's been great to hear about your, the, the thing that you've done in your business that has really made a difference. Thanks, Jen. Um, it's really been exciting being here today. Wow. I loved listening to Sarah's story about the one thing that she has done. It's snowballed for her, hasn't it? Just by going really deep into that niche she has created a Facebook group and now the listing site, and it's really taken on a life of, of its own. So I would like to hear what you've done. Perhaps you've been listening and you've been thinking, hey, you know what, there's actually is something that I've done in my business, something that has brought in new bookings or made a difference with your existing guests. Come and tell me what that is. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be a small thing. I just want to hear about it. So go to my website, directbookingsuccess.com slash one thing, and that's spelt out. So O-N-E thing, one thing, and perhaps you'll feature on a future Direct Booking Success podcast episode. Wouldn't that be fun? Thank you for listening to the Direct Booking Success podcast. For more information about this episode and others, head to the website, directbookingsuccess.com. See you next week.